Voice memo? Do you know how to edit in voice memo? No, go ahead. Okay. This is our everyday nest. The story of Rachel's last year at home with us. Okay. <laughs> Let's just... <laughs> okay, so actually this is a, a podcast journal of what it's like to be a mom and a daughter. The daughter who is 17, who has her associate's degree, who's getting married next summer, who is ready to not live at home and who uh, has some dreams that she's trying to fulfill while her mom is probably holding her back. So we thought we'd share it with you. Maybe uh, it'll help us get through this next year in an amazing, beautiful way. And this is also a podcast about my dear mother who has <laughs> six children, not counting the two foster children, who is a stay-at-home mother and has homeschooled us all our lives, and is struggling to let me go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so I think we should start this out by sharing our first memory. Okay. Which Rachel doesn't think is fair because I have memories longer than she does. She does. So, um, Rachel, have you been thinking about what is your first memory? Yeah. Even though I have an unfair advantage? You go first. Okay, I'll go first. So, Rachel, I'm putting this out, um, first of all, as a disclaimer that your dad is an amazing guy. But um, the first time that I remember having mom feelings was during the few moments that you were being born. And, um, of course. Of course. And see, what happened was our hearts were stopping. And it was getting pretty scary, but I was kind of going in and out, and I didn't really know completely all that was happening. But I, as your mom, sat there, and I remember praying, God take me, but get this baby into this world safely. Now, I need you to know that your dad thought, chop that thing up and get it out of my wife. Don't let anything happen to my wife. I think he, he, his exact words were, you cut it to pieces or something like that. Okay, so I'm just putting that out there that while we're navigating what this last year of you at home looks like and all the struggles and wonderfulness and awesome times that it's going to be, I'm sure, um, I was there for you from the start. So that's my first memory of uh, being your mom. I think my first memory of you was um, was in the living room, and it was kind of dark, and it was at night. And we were sitting in the rocking chair. And I don't know if Becca was born at the time. I can't really remember what it was. But we were just sitting there rocking in that old rocking chair. We still have the, the blue one just sitting there rocking and it was so peaceful and just like there was nothing to worry about it was just like me my mom and a rocking chair that was it so that was my world memory. right then i have a cool memory when we moved into the house house of rocking you in that rocking chair and watching people unpack all around me and i never got up and helped them because i had a three-week-old baby so that rocking chair has been pretty important in our lives event evidently so uh we thought we'd pick a topic today to maybe talk about how we're handling it and how we're trying to, um, it's the end of summer, so we're trying to get ready for a new school year in a house where the youngest is two and Rachel is 17. And so um, sometimes those rules have to change, but we don't know how to change them. So, Rachel, I'm going to bring to you the topic of the curfew. <sighs> I think a curfew is very... I don't know. Very debatable thing what the curfew should be. 
Well, I mean, there are some things that aren't debatable. Like what? Well, the time that your dad goes to work every morning and the time that he needs to be to sleep in order to get up in that time and have enough rest. And the fact that it's really hard to go to sleep when the house is full of people or people that we need to wait for to get home aren't home yet. I understand that and respect that. And I, I mean, I agree with your curfew. Like, you've set a curfew for 9 o'clock for me and the rest of the children. Um... That means that phones are up and you're at home and anybody not spending the night has left the house. That's what that means by curfew. Yes. And that curfew goes for all um, people in this house. But some people in the house that are younger have to actually be in bed by 8, so they don't actually have that 9 o'clock curfew. They have 8 o'clock curfew. You don't have to be in bed by 9. <laughs> That's true. I don't really have anything to argue about other than, like, 9 is really early for a 17-year-old to be home. Like, I mean, it's not really, really early, but, like... And this is just the weeknight curfew. Yeah, but it is still, like... A little early. I don't have too much against it. But I think... But I think curfews can be a really hard thing. For what? A really hard thing. A really hard thing to like decide because there is so, especially when there's so many people in our family to to base a curfew on. Like, right, it does have to work with that. But like, you've also got to keep in mind like, like I mean, maybe not all of us can have like. Like, so, like, when Becca starts to drive, she'll have a 10 o'clock curfew just because she can't drive past 10. Well, from the drivers. state, but not from home. Right. But, like, keeping in mind those things. And I think it's okay to, like, change the curfew if something special is going on. Like, Well, yeah. Is it okay to be three minutes after the curfew? No. It's not okay. Is there anything that can happen that would encourage that respect of the curfew? Like... This is a shout out for Rachel's boyfriend, Stephen, who I think doesn't know how to tell time. We were busy. <laughs> we weren't paying attention. Oh, so it's not like there is things going on, but it's more like paying attention. Yeah. To the curfew. Oh. So what do you think? Should there be consequences when curfews are broken? I mean, like with a recently changed curfew, I think a few warnings is... Okay. Horrible. I think that's fair. Define, because, define a few. Nine, eleven. Well, until I go to camp. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but I mean, like, like if you do change the curfew, it does, like, leave your mind. And it's not even on purpose. Like, you'll ask me to do something that I maybe even want to do, but because, like, it's something... You asked me to do it, and that's something I already had programmed in my brain that I needed to get done. I don't always, like, it's, that thing often gets forgotten. Even, like, I know it's big Oh, so, like, remember. things that your mom asked you to do get forgotten. They do. We just had a really cool uh, confession happen right here, I think. But, like, so, like, I know that that happens, and I work against it. Like, I'll put reminders in my phone when you ask me to do things. To remember to get them done, or like sticky notes, or to write down, write it down. 
that's really proactive in trying to follow the rules around here. And I do know that summer has been summer and um, it's not there hasn't been curfews. And so it's hard to get back to routine. And I know that you're going away so you won't have curfews for a couple months. So what do you think about coming home and then having curfews? After I go away? Yeah. Because you're going to go to camp for two months and live there instead of at home. My stomach cringes at that thought. Because you don't want to go to camp and live or because you don't want to come home? What part is your stomach cringing at? <laughs> Coming home and having a nine <laughs> Okay, good to be And not being an adult anymore. <laughs> so like having the taste of adult freedom and then uh, coming back home. Yeah, because I'm going to come home and it's going to immediately go back to me being like, a kid. Put your phone up. No friends after 9 o'clock. Yes! And I'm going to be there. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that we can resolve this and uh, get to an agreement on this. What time are we at? And um, I, that's pretty good timing. We thought we would... Are we at an agreement? Yeah, that we both have different feelings about the curfew. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't resolved anything. We just talk. <laughs> okay, that'll work for now. That we, that we can just uh, keep negotiating this curfew, and um, it probably won't change because Dad still needs to get up at, like, 5.30 the next morning. But we could have, like, a signal, like, that I get home. Like, I could come in and say, hey, Mom, I'm home, and show you the clock. No, we're not going to fall asleep until everybody's where they need to be. Because your mom worries too much. But you're right. Maybe I need to be the one that stays up and not your dad. So um, I think for now, until you go to camp, I'll have to leave curfew at 9. Because you have like four days until Yeah, camp. we can handle that. And then maybe um, we can discuss other options later. If, but the problem is, is like there's like eight other people in this house that have to go to sleep. And that boy that you bring here is not quiet. Like he can't be quiet. And it's not like he's going to stay here that late. He works. Right, thank goodness. Okay, that, that's a good thing. Well, uh, All right. Thank you for listening to our everyday nest. We hope not to bore you with our life, and we hope the noise in the background makes you understand that this is a, a pretty busy nest. And uh, our kids rock, and they uh, aren't used to being quiet. So. Thank you for listening to our everyday nest. It was supposed to be the ending. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. Thank you for listening to our everyday nest. We'll see how this goes. You can't turn it off.